pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 12.06. And uh, <clears throat> right, uh, our program, this portion of The John DePietro Show, is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Pop in and see them. You know, today is a good day. The weather is uh, supposed to be very nice over the next couple of days. So why not take a ride and see our friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. And you'll see why they are, in fact, Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, where right now it is uh, everything fall. And they've done such a great job. Pumpkins, straw, corn stalks. Uh, they have everything making your property just look terrific. Really get up in the season. Gourds, sugar pumpkins. And also, don't forget, you know, you have great, they have uh, homegrown mums and kale are just outstanding this year. Uh, they are so talented, folks. And your property is going to look just terrific. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Pop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. You know, this is, as I've said, Fall is is a great time to really get your property in order because it's, you know, it's obviously not as warm. The nights are cool uh, during the day. It's not that scorching hot that we've had, uh, heat that we've had. <clears throat> so as a result of that, it's much easier. Less watering is involved. Pop it and see them. What a great local business. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They're waiting for you. Uh, pop in and see them today. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, right now, it's 1208 in the Ocean State. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Senadale. Check out our website. We have some great original stories that I'm going to uh, talk about on our website, which is depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And the, the website is brought to you by the Senadale. Stop it and see them. The winner of several Rhode Island monthly awards, comfort food and cocktails, the Senadale Revival 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane, they do a, a great job. And I also want to uh, remind people that they have really stepped up and they have uh, stepped forward to uh, help the frontline workers and uh, step in, stop by there. You know, last Friday at the Centerdale Revival, they were offering free dinners to frontline workers that had lost their job that day. And I heard from a number of different people, frontline workers, that because of the vaccine mandate, that lost their job. And they uh, went by and instead they had a meal at Centerdale Revival and said they just they felt so much uh, better about. And, and by the way, folks, the numbers in Rhode Island really favor the frontline workers. Uh, as I've said, I think the, the way it was handled by I know Governor McKee is is trying to now, you know, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, former mayor of Cumberland. He's he's now trying to. Kind of uh, say, well, you know, we're not going to leave them out, and uh, we don't want to do that, and we can't do that. But I, 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 and and saying, you know, well, we'll see. Maybe when the the numbers die down, I, I think, uh, and I, I don't know if it's he, he was distracted because of the problems with his former chief of staff Tony Silva, or what exactly was was going on with Governor McKee. But um, without question, I, I think now. Uh, I'm going to guess that the McKee people are regretting that the governor even got involved in in the whole situation with the, the frontline workers and should have just maybe <clears throat> tried to distance himself a little bit. Now, I know that he's the governor and I know that, you know, he's going by what the hospitals say and so forth. But it, and then it, it, it becomes reality. It's like, you know, do you really want to do that? Do you really want to take this hardline approach? I'm not saying and this is one of those situations. I'm not saying it's, it's an easy answer. But what I think with Governor McKee is saying is it's not as easy as it looks. Certainly not as easy as it looks. It's, uh, it's certainly not as easy when he was in the wings and was just kind of, you know, trying to get the attention of Governor Raimondo at the time and also the media. Because if anything, right now, the McKee administration are finding themselves... 
And it's it's avoidable. It's another self-inflicted wound, but they are finding themselves in the midst of yet another controversy. And this is starting off, you know, it started to bubble up last month, and now it's gaining more momentum. And we're going to, you know, monitor the events of the day, but I'm sure they, they want to try to make it to the weekend now. And he doesn't want to just start to announce a another situation that he wants to hand over to Attorney General Peter Narona. That at this point, I got at this point, it's like the McKee administration are getting the Attorney General's investigative department on, on speed dial. Um, this is another investigation. And by the way, <clears throat> this also again involves people from the northern part of the state. You know, it's... Um, it's interesting how, as Governor McKee came into office, that right away, you know, the feeling was that it was all these Cumberland people, and nothing against the people of Cumberland. But the first thing you kind of heard, bits and pieces of people, was he would be better served to kind of <clears throat> spread it out a little bit. Um, so, and I'm seeing right now, Tedney responding to calls for an investigation. Attorney General Peter Narona tells Eli Sherman it is well settled under federal law, state law, that undisclosed conflicts of interest may not form the basis of a public corruption prosecution. So, one lawmaker is saying, you know, the Attorney General Peter Narona should investigate this. But again, I want to repeat, I'm seeing that Attorney General Peter Narona tells Eli Sherman it is. Well settled under federal and state law, undisclosed conflicts of interest may not form the basis of a public corruption investigation. So, you know, I'm not so it sounds like at first blush, he is um, he's not exactly jumping in. So at at first blush, they're, they're not. But. I'm also saying Governor Mickey brought the ILL group folks with him to his visit to a Smithfield school this morning. And they declined to speak to the press. How is that? How how is that possible? So he's trying to say, hey, you know, nothing to hide here. Uh, $5 million deal. Examined at two more statehouse hearings. The Republican Party wants an attorney general probe. The governor said he wished he'd gone single source. Another $8 million is planned for uh, municipal-led offices. Uh, but I think Governor McKee showing up with them is basically trying to act like there's, there's nothing to hide here. There's nothing to hide here. Now, I'm also saying, boy, the Providence Journal has a new story, and I know it, but I'm reading Kathy Gregg. Before she was aligned with the Rhode Island Political Co-op, first-time senator, now lieutenant governor candidate Cynthia Mendes, was sharing Facebook posts from a pro-life group making the feminist case against abortion. Now, now she says she's strongly pro-choice. So now that group, I'm not going to get too much into it, but um, <clears throat> affiliated in this case before she got involved with politics. Mendes, who's running in a partnership with Matt Brown, said her views on reproductive rights have evolved since sharing Facebook posts. From 2014 to 2016, from a pro-life group making the feminist case against abortion. I've made no secret of the fact that I grew up a very conservative Christian, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm, uh, here's what she also said. I'm relearning and unlearning many of the ideas that I grew up with. Today, I'm proudly, strongly pro-choice, but it was a journey. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe she's going to be able to escape that. But staying with the uh, the situation with with Governor McKee, I, I'm going to again. Uh, I want to play, folks, the piece that Channel 12 uh, has really just been leading the pack on this. And so, uh, Governor McKee is trying to double down. By now having, he had some of the people, but how is it that they go to the event with him in Smithfield, but now no one's talking to the media? I mean, that's, that is not, I'm going to tell you, that's not a winning approach. So this contract controversy, I admit it's a little convoluted. Uh, We'll see what Attorney General Peter Narona says, but let me just, I want to play the Channel 12 piece. This is the latest, um, the latest McKee scandal. For the second day in a row, lawmakers.
lawmakers grill state officials about why the McKee administration awarded a lucrative government contract to a newly established consulting firm with political connections. The House Oversight Committee spent nearly three hours questioning the process that ended with the company, the ILO Group, being awarded up to $5.2 million. Oversight Committee Chair Patricia Serpa summed up her view at the end of the hearing. I don't think you did anything illegal. Do I think it was some bad judgment? I gotta tell you, yeah, I do. I'd be lying to say otherwise. I mean, there's just no way I can put lipstick on this one. Right now on WPRI.com, Target 12 investigator Eli Sherman breaks down the new deal. Well, let me say this. They are, without question, they're going in full blast on this story, meaning Channel 12 is. And, and it, it is a controversy. And I think what you're seeing now is that Governor McKee, his people, are trying to act like, hey, nothing was wrong was done here. As a matter of fact, I'm going to appear with these people at this event in, um, in Smithfield to show that there's nothing wrong here. But, I again, I, I don't think they can insist that. And maybe for optics, they're trying to insist that, you know, we didn't do anything wrong. But the, the elements of that contract coming together are, uh, without question, though, it's still problematic. So, folks, good afternoon at 1218. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.5. 9FM. You can always listen online at the website depetro.com. Now, there's also a story about the foot rubber is back in the news. And I can't believe that this individual is actually coming back for more, but he is. And if you go to the website depetro.com, we have the story how the Providence school administrator who was terminated, first he was arrested and then terminated. For this practice of, we learned that when he was in Florida, he was accused of what they called as toe-popping. So they were toe-popping at the school that he was at in Florida. And then apparently there was an investigation and it died down. And then he got to know the man Harrison Peters, who then, you know, came to, he got the job as a superintendent in Providence. And one of the people he hired was this the man known as kind of like the the toe popper and as of as a result of of that uh he brought him along and not only did the toe popper the foot rubber uh algae not only did did he lose his job over this whole thing but he also cost harrison peters his job over the whole thing so so now and again i have it up on DePetro.com, he is claiming some kind of, he's going to bring some kind of a lawsuit against the Warwick police. Uh, this thing really just comes across. He's now trying to say the whole thing was, was, um, was, it was it, you know, it was basically, it was racist that they were going after him. Um, it, it is, it's kind of comical to read a little bit. It's still, uh, listen, he's the one that was going to the gyms. You can see it on the website, tobedro.com. Foot rubber now goes after the war of cops. And he released this statement that I received last night. Uh, Ole, no, uh, Olinka Algy, I believe is his name. He's going to challenge the Warwick police, wrongful accusations. Hey, they were following up on being called to the gym. But he claims that he wasn't allowed to talk. He also claims... Somehow I saw in this piece that he mentions George Floyd, (laughs) which has nothing to do with it. Uh, He also gets into the NAACP multiple request to review how the case was handled. Listen, the Warwick police that have a very strong police department, they were put in a tough situation with these allegations that this man was going up to young men at this gym in Warwick and saying, hey, you got, you know, good, what kind of sneakers are those? And then would, would in essence, remove the shoes off the, the feet of the teens and then proceed to rub their 
feet and thighs, and he was winking at them. And he was making everybody, he was making people uncomfortable. He was making people uncomfortable. And it wasn't just one time, he did it several times. So again, I'm not sure why he'd want to go back after the work police, but he's going back after the work police. And again, we do have this, the, uh, the story posted on the website, tobeatjoe.com. But let me just say this about Governor McKee. So, and folks, right now it is uh, 1221 and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by The CBD Store. The CBD Store, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. You can find them on Facebook. It's The CBD Store right across from Airport Plaza. And right now, if you are, in fact, a first-time customer at The CBD Store... 1845 Post Road of Warwick. Now, first of all, you have to let them know that you are a first-time customer. It's right off of 95, right across from the airport and airport plaza. But if you do, it's 20% off your first purchase. So it is a tremendous deal. People have been taking advantage of this tremendously and popping in. Remember, whether you're fighting stress or anxiety or having problems sleeping or maybe you just have different... Pains or seizures, the CBD store. Stop in. Now, they also have things for your pets. They have um, great things. And also, a lot of people are treating their their dogs with CBD. Pop in and see them. 1845 Post Road in Warwick. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePetro.com. Don't forget DePetro.com, which is brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Endzone Sports Pub. Pop in. Now, whether it's on Saturday with college football or this Sunday uh, with, obviously, the NFL, uh, pop in. There's a good crowd. They have the TV screens. Dana runs a great, great place at Endzone Sports Pub. They also have karaoke. On Friday and Saturday night, Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. And again, if you are curious about it and want to check it out, and they always like to see new faces, you just go to the website, dipetro.com, and then you can link right through at Endzone Sports Pub. But getting back to the Governor McKee situation, right now it's 1224 on this Thursday. Listen, this contract's a problem. And Governor McKee, it sounds like what he's now trying to do is they're going to pretend like nothing to see here. You know, I worked with these people. Uh, He showed up with them at an event and he's going to be public and he's going to try to, you know, shake it off. Um, that there's nothing to uh, see here, but that that doesn't take away from the contract. And that doesn't take away, by the way, from his controversy. Um, I, I would argue that right now, and I know that, you know, the governor is talking about how he's going to use some of this federal money to invest Rhode Island families, workers, and small businesses. Why not? Uh, why not maybe just give the money back to the people? Why not give the money back to the people that actually, that actually, you know, earned it? Why not give it to the taxpayers? Folks, there's a good piece, but again, I want to just get to this um, Boston Globe piece. Senators grill McKee administration over $5.2 million contract. This is obviously problematic for the McKee administration. Uh, and Lou De Palma, who was very tight with the governor who seems pretty even keel. Um, It is true. He was uh, on the short list to maybe be lieutenant governor. So he's amongst friends with the Senate Oversight Committee. But there's nothing about the awarding of this contract that that comes out pretty well. It certainly seems that they were kind of certainly having their hand held. And this could have been a Tony Silva operation. Of which I'm hearing that maybe it was. And that, you know, Silva somehow is, is um, even though he's gone, that this was his operation. He was the one kind of mixed up in it. 
and that it was Governor McKee's former chief staff. Now, the only problem is his current chief of staff is also mentioned with this new contract. So, boy, it sounds as if you had these group of individuals and they were very friendly with Governor McKee and he certainly seemed to appreciate the work they were doing. And then as he was realizing and becoming governor right after he became governor, they incorporated and formed a company and then had this very extensive Zoom meeting with the governor's people. And they seemed to kind of hold their hand a little bit and carefully craft and guide them through how they could be obtaining the contract. And that's obviously a problem with that. It's a major problem with that, as a matter of fact. So I don't blame the individuals that are saying this needs to be investigated because it does need to be investigated. Now, I think it's interesting that Attorney General Pina Narona is trying to say, well, you know, they didn't they didn't uh, reveal a conflict of interest. But it certainly even sounds even in his own answer that he's acknowledging that it was a, a conflict of interest. So now what's different is Governor McKee and the McKee administration, they seem to be taking the approach that they're prepared to basically just say that there's nothing to see here, that uh, everything was above board, nothing was uh, done, in a, um, you know, that was inappropriate. There's no reason for people to, you know, be upset. And as a result of that, there he was appearing with the people that he put the contract together with. Um, but it's problematic. I'll tell you something else that's problematic. How about only 25% of Americans approve of President Biden's handling of the immigration issues? Americans do not trust him. Folks, the fact of the matter is, as we broadcast from Washington last week, it's just very obvious. We have in this country right now with the Biden administration, and I think it's hilarious that everywhere things are popping up of the let's go Brandon. But right now... We basically have an open border. And the Biden administration, they almost seem caught off guard that perhaps Americans don't want an open border. You know, and I also think it's it's very unfair uh, how our elected officials, right, our elected officials keep raising their hand and telling the Biden administration, hey, we're open for business. You have some people that want to come into the country, send them to Rhode Island, right? We'll take as many Haitians as you can send us. We'll take as many Afghan refugees as you can send us. We'll take as many people from the border as you'll send us. They don't have a right to do that. You know, whether it's Cicilline or the McKee administration or obviously, you know, Raimondo, She hasn't forgotten. She's certainly got some juice. Send some people into the state. Folks, it's like a voter registration drive. That's really what it seemingly is coming down to. They view all these people as really nothing more than future voters. And no one's, as we talked about and and you heard, you know, last week in D.C., folks, it's, it's the worst it's ever been. Think about that. The worst it's ever been. And Rhode Island is one of the states that is really paying the penalty for it, right? Paying the penalty for this open border policy. Right now, it's a joke. They have thrown back, taken back, rolled back all of the Trump initiatives, all of the Trump initiatives. They have now started to do the... You know, catch and release. They're doing catch and release, which which basically means, you know, no one is. They they uh, as soon as they catch them. Listen, these people, you let them loose in the country. They're not going to come back and show up for a court date. It's not going to happen. And for anyone to think that they would once they're into the country, good luck. They're not going to go back to the border for some kind of immigration hearing. The hardest part is, you know, they've already 
made the journey. The hardest part was just getting in. Now that they're in, they're not going to go back for any type of hearing or anything like that. And it's, it's, it's foolish to think that anyone would do that. Now, we've had a problem. And I've heard from local police for so long now. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1231. It's the John Petro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipetro.com. Now, for those that are wondering, having a little bit of a slight glitch with Facebook today, we have uh, certainly trying to work on it and get it straightened out. But just have some glitches that we're trying to uh, work through a little bit. So... Fortunately, we have the radio portion that you can listen to AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Or obviously, um, you can then listen online at the website to Petro.com. But catch and release does, doesn't work in Rhode Island. With catch and release, you have a, a system where in Rhode Island, they catch an illegal. They catch an illegal for, let's just say, somewhere for shoplifting. And, okay, they let them go. They can't hold them. Um, And as a result of that, they say, all right, now, when um, when your court date comes up, you have to appear in court to answer on these shoplifting charges. Let's stick with the shoplifting. Well, the fact of the matter is... um, I mean, it's it's just not going to, they're not going to show up, right? They just then go somewhere else. And let alone many times, it can be very difficult um, for police to even identify who it is that they have in custody, right? It can be more uh, difficult to make it, you know, a challenge to figure out exactly who it is that they have in custody, uh, you know, as we went through in detail last week, folks, um, the Biden administration, they have basically, the Attorney General and the Biden administration have basically stopped making it illegal to be an illegal in our country. And that's wrong. You know, our immigration policy was really on the right path under President Trump. How about also? A very uh, generous donor last night, I was reading, donated $53 million to complete the border wall. So, But the problem is the Biden people don't want the border wall up, right? The Biden people don't want to have that border wall. Folks, we're in a very, this is such an odd time in the country where we, we really don't, the Biden administration is... I mean, he's really not in control. All they want to do is spend money. And what the Biden people are saying right now is, and the Wall Street Journal has a great piece on this, the entitlements of U.S. decline. Biden says his plans will make America great again. Ask Europe how that has turned out. Democrats are scrambling to find an argument that sells their $5 trillion spending plan to a skeptical public. The latest and startling attempt is President Biden's claim that all of his new entitlements will make America greater. To oppose these investments is to be complicit in America's decline, says President Biden now. And then he said, you know, other countries are speeding up, America's falling behind. And instead, the Wall Street Journal writes, you have to admire the audacity of pitching higher taxes, more social welfare as the past, the national revival, when the global evidence is the opposite. The result of expanded, expanded entitlements is likely to be reduced incentives to work and invest, slower economic growth, lower living standards, and less fiscal space for essential public goods like national defense. That's the lesson. From Europe's cradle to grave, welfare states, which Bernie Sanders pitches as a model. So in in 2019, labor participation was 62% in the U.S. versus, ready, 49% in Italy, 55% in France, 57% in Spain, 53% in Portugal, 
61% in Germany. Europe's lower rates of labor participation have contributed to slower growth. Folks, what are we seeing around here? People don't want to work. People don't want to work. As the Wall Street Journal writes, Europe's little discussed secret is the cradle-to-grave welfare states are financed by the middle class. Democrats in Washington, this the more entitlement you give, the less that people will work. The more entitlement you give, the less they will work. What does Biden want to do? More entitlements. It's wrong. Not going to help things. It's going to make things worse. Again, think of it's, you know, that's a very important statistic. Labor participation. Labor participation. Amount of people that are actively involved in the workforce. Um, And right now, you know, as far as all this money that's flowing around, and even Governor McKee, how do I spend the $1 billion? What is happening? That's taxpayer money. And the problem, another problem for Governor McKee, folks, is then people will be skeptical of what exactly he wants to spend the money on. Is this going to be another sweetheart deal for some insider friend of Governor McKee? Is that what's going to happen with the money? Folks, check out the website, again, to Petro.com. Exclusive stories, exclusive uh, video. And don't forget, to Petro.com, which is brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. Call Pat today, based in Cumberland, 401 474 5253-401-474-5253, 20 years experience, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, the current real estate market is terrific as long as you have the right person. This is not, no time for amateur hour. I know of someone, I know of someone who went with a less experienced realtor and they put their house on the market. And their house was basically on the market with this new person for 28 hours. 28 hours, and then just before they were going to have an open house, someone came in and said, we will, you know, give you this if you pull the open house. But folks, to me, if you're selling a house in 28 hours, I don't think you have to be, you know, I don't think you have to be Trump. To figure out you have some room to go there. Right? What would have happened if you had raised it? 25000 What if you had raised it? 40000 You know, maybe something shouldn't sell in 28 hours. Maybe you could put it higher and get a higher price and sell it in 28 days. 28 hours? Eh. You certainly had a lot more room to go. Folks, Cat, call Pat Wel- uh, Elston, 401-474-5253. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online, as I like to say, and the website, dipietro.com. So I believe, and the McKee people are trying to say they followed the proper procedure. Everything was followed. And basically, there's... There's nothing to see here type of thing. We're just glad that everything was followed, but it, it certainly, I, I don't want to sound cliche, but the element of, you know, the smell test um, certainly doesn't seem that way. Certainly doesn't seem that way. Now, I also want to make mention of that there was a horrific, fiery crash off of 95 South, three young men went to, were out, I don't know where, and as they were either on their way home, I'm not sure where they were going, but their speed then went excess of 100 miles an hour, 
you can you can see some of the postings on the website, depetro.com. If you remember, so I believe like when you hear early Tuesday morning, so past midnight, so you're out Monday. I have no idea where. Uh, um, and then as they're traveling, now it's two in the morning. It rained all day Monday. Those roads were wet. I don't remember exactly what the conditions of the roads were. But I believe that it, it was still raining. And when you're going 100 miles an hour, so they, they lost control. State police put out an email about it, about the crash. And it's just so, you know, um, just so horrific, folks. So with with what happened. Um but, you know, I, I believe that what happened with this crash, I, I think it should, in fact, be, I think it should be highlighted as far as to high school, college, anyone that age. You know, I have the photo, three young guys. One of them was just about to turn 23. I think they were 22. And just a horrific accident. Again, you can see some of the details on the website, depetro.com, but it, it didn't, it was avoidable. It was an absolutely avoidable situation, totally preventable, right? What could have prevented it? How about not going that fast? How about don't go 100 miles an hour, let alone it was raining and it was hydroplaning. The reason I mentioned this is last night we were doing Facebook and this person came on and was saying, shouldn't talk about it. And, you know, you got to respect the family. No one should be talking about it. I, I just disagree with that. So you have three young men. Apparently they all graduated. There's a big thing on social media. They went to Exeter West Greenwich. I don't know who the driver was. Um, if, if I were the parent now, again, I don't know. We don't know whose car it was, what was happening, but there, there was, you know, let's let, but let's not be, um, let's not be naive or be unrealistic about it. This, this was preventable. And as some of the names are showing up, one of them, you know, 21 years old, channel 10, Alex Banner. Another one, 22-year-old Gianni Gieri, West Greenwich. They, um, it crashed and going off the road, lost control of it. The the police, it it was so bad, had problems. Police um, believe a witness said the car was traveling over 100 miles an hour. Went off the side of 195 just before 2 a.m. Hit a tree south burst into flames and the three of them graduated from Exeter West Greenwich High School. Folks, my point is you have a principal saying, you know, this is a tragic loss. We were respecting the privacy of the families. Unimaginable time condolences. I agree with all of that. But you you have to, this is, is an opportunity to point out to young people this is what can happen. This is what can happen. When you're driving at a very high rate of speed on a wet road. Now, I, I don't know. And again, right now at 1245, good afternoon, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. I don't, um, I don't know if, in fact, uh, we don't know is what I mean to say. We don't know if, in fact... Um, that there was any element of, of uh, drugs or alcohol involved. You know, we, we don't know that. Um, and, and at this point, I don't, what I meant to say was, I don't know if we're ever going to know that. I don't know if we're ever going to, if they're ever going to be able to tell. If, in fact, that there were drugs and alcohol involved. Because of, and what I mean by is just, 
it, it was a it was a you know a terrible death with a fiery blaze. But regardless of that, regardless of not being able to tell if there were in fact drugs and alcohol involved, at the very least, it could serve as a lesson on the dangers of driving at a high rate of speed on on a wet night and hydroplaning and what can happen to the vehicle and you know that as much as we i, I it's not a matter of of blaming the young men but th- this was not like just a tragedy out of nowhere that couldn't have been absolutely you know uh, God's what this was not, you know, I used to learn that and it, that, that this was not God's will. People should not pretend that it was, this was not God's will. No, no, whoever they, for whatever reason, decided to, somebody did drive at that high rate of speed. And then that was the end result of it. And it is tragic. It's terrible. Of course, it's terrible. My God. Senseless is what it is. Completely senseless, as a matter of fact. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 1247 is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogie. Folks, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's Coogs. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, call them today. As Coog says, listen, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. 401-732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. All right. I want to welcome in, by the way, everybody that is uh, tuning in, part of our uh, live simulcast or on part of our live broadcast on Facebook, again, folks, Facebook has had some some glitches, so I apologize for the uh, Facebook crowd. It's coming in a little bit late. Now, we will be doing uh, extensive Facebook both tonight and then also tomorrow. You don't want to miss tomorrow night and then over the course of the holiday weekend. We will be doing, and there's some big stories. Let me just give a quick shout out to Stephanie and Lynn Miller. Folks, please share that you're watching. I apologize to the Facebook crowd. It is not Juan's fault. Facebook's been having some glitches. I've been told and received information this morning that they're uh, working through it. So, But folks, remember, RE Coogan and Heating, and give a shout out to Coogs. There's Chris Moran. Folks, how about thumbs up on Facebook for RE Coogan and Heating? It's Coogs. Um, folks, specifically with, and I tell the story that just a week ago, hot water there was no hot water in the independent home. One was without hot water. So what did I do? Did I start boiling water? No. Did I build a fire out back like Little House on the Prairie and then we're going to do it that way? No, of course not. What did I do then? Then one, how did you get the hot water that you needed? I called R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogs. I let him into my home. I didn't try to fix it alone. And boom, new 50 water tank from R.E. Coogan and Heating. James Lombardi, if you run into a problem, make sure you call them. Call them today, 401-732-6562. It's Cougs, trustworthy, reliable, Dolo. Call them, 401-732-6562. 24-hour emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner, and hot water heater, for crying out loud. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It is Juan, and I apologize, folks. There was a glitch on Facebook, so the Facebook is a little bit late. But never fear, Juan, we'll be back later today, tonight. Folks, also tomorrow night, you don't want to miss our Facebook Live for tomorrow night. It's um, uh, People are unhappy the way things are going, and we plan to uh, cover one of the protests that's going to be uh, taking place tomorrow and and i i have to say i don't i don't blame them for uh for being upset as a matter of fact i don't blame them for being upset the way things have been going um and the latest polling numbers by the way do not they don't look strong for governor mckee i'll tell you that much he can 
he can uh, appear at press briefings with those people that got the contract. But he's he, this is controversy number three. And it sure sounds like the attorney general is is really kicking the tires before he just jumps in on the whole thing. But I will tell you that Governor McKee right now, I mean, he is on the verge of this is just like you, you just you're drowning in controversies. You can't get anything done. Um, and this listen, I'm not alleging I'm using other people's reporting. I am. I freely admit that I don't have any. Original reporting. I'm going by the hearings of what was said and the testimony, and I have watched some of that. Obviously, read about it, but none of this sounds good. There's the G man. None of it sounds good, as a matter of fact. And I think, you know, Governor McKee, that sounded off so strong um, back in July. I was having a conversation with some political operatives, and even in July, I said, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to touch him. He is really cruising along and blah, blah, blah. And now, folks, you know, the first thing, and that wasn't his fault, though. Bud Craddock, who runs the DMV, was, uh, you know, they're investigating that he was apparently claims he didn't know that he was renting out to a brothel, but or whatever, illegal massage, second time. So Governor McKee said, all right, let's let Attorney General Pina Narona look at that. But then August came. And August, he ran into problems with his chief of staff, Tony Silva, with the whole wetlands Cumberland land deal. And they were trying to get past it. You know, then Silva said, all right, I'm going to donate it to the town. And then, you know, first he said, I believe Tony didn't do anything wrong. Then it became, all right, there's no reason. Then it became, we're going to let the AG look into this. And... Then it resulted in, you know, since Silva did that interview with Tim White, absolutely not, because Tony Silva didn't do anything wrong. When they, Folks, when they go third person, you know that you got problems. That's what I have noticed when they go third person. And then he resigned. All right. So then you think you pass that. And now this contract controversy pops up. And that's been going on. Eh, not a full month. But pretty close, but it is, you know, going further with the hearings. They, by the way, Governor McKee did try to stop hearings on it, but that was unsuccessful. And as much as I, I believe his staff issued a statement to Channel 12, I think I saw, I'll give credit to Ted Nisi, um, who said the uh, new statement from Governor McKee, press secretary, this week's hearings uh, presentation made it clear the process was followed. Clarify, you know, that Mike McGee. Uh, Mike McGee sounds a lot like McKee. Um, but, and I'm sure he maybe is upset, but again, this is problematic. It's problematic, and I'm going to say I don't, I don't think it's going away just yet. When you have people saying, you know, boy, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's a lot of smoke here. And one lawmaker saying, you know, this this kind of smells. This certainly seems as though something is up with this. And that that certainly seems like a pretty fair comment on it. The problem is, so the governor now is trying to, you know, push out of it. We're going to just swing through it. But... The controversies prevent you from moving on and doing other things with your agenda. Now, this weekend, right, Columbus Day weekend, and the governor, you'd think he'd want to be everywhere. And in the past, he's attended Oktoberfest, and, you know, he was the mayor of Cumberland, and he was lieutenant governor. Now he gets to attend as governor, but, you know, now there's um, there's some distractions. There's some distractions. Um I, and I don't know. Someone was asking me earlier, do I think this is going to uh, cost him to cut loose his new chief of staff? I I don't think so. Uh, it, it would That would be really difficult. If any, Think of this. In the first seven months, you could be on your third attorney general investigation and his second chief of staff. Now, that hasn't happened as of yet. Um, but... 
And I don't know what to make, actually, of Attorney General Peter Narona, who he almost seems like he's a little leery of getting involved with this latest. Put it that way. A little leery as far as jumping into this. Um, so I, I'm anxious to see how that plays out. But what I want to mention about Governor McKee is, you know, he is a Biden moderate. And right now in Virginia, Terry McAuliffe is saying, who's running for governor of Virginia, that a big problem is because Biden is so unpopular in Virginia. Now, folks, Biden won Virginia by 10 points. Biden won Virginia by 10 points. If he's unpopular in Virginia, I'm anxious to see, you know, the media loved putting out the Trump polling numbers in Rhode Island. I'm very anxious to see the Biden polling numbers in Rhode Island, because I don't think they're strong at all. The Biden presidency, folks, I believe, has fallen down, and I don't think he is in any type of shape to get it back up. And what also really needs to be pointed out is Governor McKee may think he's he's a you know more of a moderate, right? More of a moderate. And and Biden, President Biden was, let's go, Brandon. President Biden was basically trying to say that that you know he he's he's a moderate but what they're trying to pass is completely socialist progressive bernie sanders i mean that's the direction they're going whether they like it or not all these entitlement programs where does it end now right now good afternoon it's 12:58 it is one it's the john DePietro show next hour radio only AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, topetro.com. Again, we're going to be doing a lot of Facebook over the next couple of days, Facebook Live. So those that enjoy that, just be on the lookout. If you click the like button, you should get a notification. You normally get a notification. Facebook has had some glitches here and there. They seem to have been working a way out. Hey, folks, I want to remind you, though, about J. Perry Paving. Call them today. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Letter J. J. Perry Paving for all your paving needs. 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730 for letter J. J. Perry Paving. And also, I want to remind you about my friends at The CBD Store. Pop in. 1845 post road work. This is what you want. The Delta 8 gummies. And by being a listener of the John DePietro show, you get 20% off your first purchase. Folks, stop in. You can find them on Facebook. The CBD store. The CBD store. 1845 post road in Warwick. It's a beautiful store. Very professional, very knowledgeable. And they can help you whether it is stress, anxiety, sleep aid, or pain or seizure, the CBD store. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break coming up for the one o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. Put on the radio or the website to petro.com and listen live. Another big hour to go right here. It's the John DePetro show. We'll be back on the other side after the one o'clock news.